for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Well, happy, happy, happy new year. I hope you did have a party and are bringing in 2024 with aplomb and happiness and health. Well, welcome, Power Partners, to our informational playground. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Network and under the auspices of Be the Star You Are charity. I am your host, Cynthia Bryan, and for all of those of you who made a donation to Be the Star You Are throughout the past year, we really thank you for that. The Miracle Moment is brought to you by Be the Star You Are. The website is be the star you are.org. This is the author's unknown, but I like it because I'm writing a new book. And this is what the miracle moment says. The secret of writing is to write. The secret of doing anything is to do it. That just reminds me of the old Nike ad, just do it. I know people are always asking me for coaching, you know, for writing or speaking or getting into acting or whatever it is. And it's like, hello, just, you just have to do it. You know, you have to really just believe in yourself and go for it. Well, what are we talking about today? Did you know that 67% of Americans, 18 to 23 years of age, experience eco-anxiety, which is a chronic fear of environmental cataclysm? And with 23 ranking as the hottest year on record with record high temperatures since record keeping began 150 years ago, it is no wonder that eco-anxiety is rising. So in segment one, we will be focusing on eco-optimism because my goal is always to be upbeat, positive, and optimistic. In segment two, do you say yes when you really mean no? It seems like a lot of people do that, myself included, although I've gotten very, very much better at it. No is a complete sentence, and it doesn't always need an explanation. We don't want to offend anyone, but as 2024 begins, let's say yes to what's important to us, and let's say no to what's not. That's all coming up in segment two, and I'll guide you through the steps. And segment three, well, Again, when any new year is starting, it seems that we're all negotiating or signing agreements or contracts. And you know, it causes stress and anxiety because if you don't really understand what is in the agreement or contract, it could be very detrimental to you. So we have to understand our purpose, our rights, because signing that document could be a lifesaver or a life destroyer. And that's all in segment three. Well, again, I am so happy that it is a new year. And I my greatest wish is for health and peace for everyone, and especially peace around the world in these very, very turbulent times. 
Michael J. Fox said, with gratitude, optimism is sustainable. And it's eco-optimism for the 2024 Garden Trends Report. So hello to 2024. It's new cheer for a new year. I mean, here we go again. Now, every year, the Garden Media Group scouts global consumer trends, including fashion and home design, plus everything in between via global experts to bring resources, new products, and ideas to help companies and gardeners become trendsetters, gatekeepers, and influencers. I have never considered myself a trendsetter, a gatekeeper, or an influencer because I believe in creating a style that reflects one's individual tastes and aesthetics. I mean, my company, as you know, is Star Style Productions because I believe that we each can design a life that allows us to live in a style as the stars of our own lives. Yet every year I look forward to the Garden Trends Report because it is filled with information that anyone can utilize to craft their horticultural year in a positive, affirmative manner. And as an ultra-optimistic person, I find their 2024 trends theme of eco-optimism especially critical and thought-provoking. So uh, what I'm going to talk to you about today is based on their findings, and I hope that you find it as fascinating and noteworthy as I do. Now, first, the bad news. It's always better to get the bad news first so that we can end on an up note. So as I said at the top of the hour, 67% of Americans 18 to 23 years of age are experiencing eco-anxiety with a chronic fear of environmental cataclysm. Now with 2023 ranking as that hottest year on record, um, and record keeping began 150 years ago, it is no wonder that people are stressed and anxiety is rising. From January through September, Earth's average temperature was two degrees Fahrenheit higher than the 20th century average of 57.7 degrees Fahrenheit. That means that 200 million people could be displaced by 2050 due to climate change. Let me say that number again. 200 million could be displaced by 2050. That's half the population of the United States. 25,000 species are in danger of extinction due to climate. And we better do something so that humans are not among those listed. And since 2000, climate-related disasters, including fires, floods, hurricanes, tornadoes, volcanoes, storms, droughts, landslides, melting glaciers, and extreme temperatures have increased by 50%. And that's just since the year 2000. Where's the optimism in these statistics? Well, the good news is that 68% of people ages 18 to 24, more than 1.2 billion individuals are actually acting to make positive climate impacts. So hooray for our young people. 
Wind and solar power broke energy use records this past year. If we eliminated green gas, greenhouse gases, actually, which would be carbon dioxide, methane, and nitrous oxide, within three years, global temperatures would begin to lessen. Now, in March of 2023, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service announced over $1.6 billion in apportionments to support states, commonwealths, and territories in their efforts to connect people with nature and conserve fish, wildlife, and their habitats. When we support wildlife and their habitats, we are supporting ourselves. And as gardeners, scientists, horticulturists, and communicators, we have a responsibility to understand the environmental roadblocks and ease the very real eco-anxiety that permeates our global population. We all, and I want to say all in all capital letters, need to be worried and we need to be stressed about climate change. Yet we do know, and this is the really optimistic part, that we can create the solutions. So this is why we have to go into action. And as the trend studies say, Stubborn optimism needs to motivate us daily because the future is worth fighting for. All of us together can make a meaningful change. Now, 25 years ago, I founded the 501c3 charity Be the Star You Are with a mission to empower women, families, and youth through increased literacy and positive media messages. And throughout this quarter of a century, I've had the honored opportunity of working with several generations. Gen Z is without a doubt the most climate aware and the most willing to speak up and speak out. Because they will inherit the world that older generations have created, they want to make a difference and they want to make a difference now. And 52% of the world believes that Gen Z will find the answers. And I happen to be one of those. Because of hosting, uh, I'm not hosting, because of producing Express Yourself Teen Radio and working with these young people with Be The Star You Are, as well as coaching through Star Style, I witness literally daily how critical this issue is to our youth. So how do you see the future and what are you going to do about it? Are you willing to pay more for sustainable products? Garden Transfer 2024 will include terrariums and night gardens that shine in the starlight. Plants to pick will be more alien looking, bright, variegated and or neon hued. We will be encouraged to illuminate our gardens with glowing orbs and if weather permits, Cosmic cocktails will be the new trendy concoction. Now, will you delight in the darkness? Increasingly, cemeteries are becoming the hip hangout. Some across the United States are also offering movies, yoga, and horticultural therapy. In modern cemeteries, gravestones are also planters. Now, it's not a style that I embrace, but this new trend is called goth gardening. Planting eerie, dark-hued plants are the norm, as well as leaving gardens a bit untidy, where withered and dying plants add to that dark, ghostly theme. 
Now, I do like the idea of gravestones uh, becoming planters. That makes it easier for someone to plant a sustainable garden to honor their loved one. Now, I fancy curating garden experiences with uplit trees and plants. And my statuary reflects a preference for angels rather than devils. And when I create a memorial garden for my loved ones who have gone to the great gardens beyond, I plant trees, shrubs, and flowers that remind me of them. My gregarious gardener mom memorial's garden area is called Alice in Wonderland. And my farmer dad's is daddy's outstanding in his field because he was always outstanding in his field. <laughs> Planting memorial gardens filled with plants that they grew and were fond of is a wonderful way to honor and remember their contributions to my life. And it's something that you can do too. Another trend is bugging out. The National Gardening Survey saw a 10% increase in gardeners planting for bees, butterflies. So more people are planting native flowers. And you might be wondering how you can do your part. You can plant early and late blooming flowers. Now bees need all the food they can get. Queens are the only bumblebees that survive winter. So without them, future generations will not exist. So we have to leave some of those berries and you know some things in the garden that maybe are a bit more untidy just to give food to the bees and butterflies, birds and other wildlife. Now many weeds provide bees with important food sources. Piles of brush or other messy piles of rocks and shrubs add valuable backyard nesting habitat. So you might wanna just let the dandelions flourish in winter. What I do with dandelions, uh, if if um, I like to eat dandelions, by the way, they're very nutritious and they're good in salads. But if you have dandelions growing in your lawn, what you could do is pull them and actually make a plate for the birds. And that's what I do for the quail. I, they know where to come every day and they have a plate of dandelions. Now there's a few winter notices that I just wanna tell you from my garden, what's happening here in California in Northern California, because some of it's a little bit unexpected. This one is very unexpected. My yellow cherry tomato plants are still putting out flowers and creating delicious tomatoes. So I'm letting these tomato plants grow and I'm not pulling them out. Roses are still blooming and flourishing. Now I will do a hard pruning either at the end of the month or the beginning of February. My potatoes are sprouting. And every day I cut shoots of my baby arugula to add to my salads because I find arugula to be so yummy. Toss it with some beets and goat cheese and balsamic, a little olive oil. You will enjoy it. Virginia, it's also called elephant ears, is my trusty pink blooming plant in the winter. It is lining underneath my privets and it's just like this whole pathway of pink. I really appreciate it. My apple trees are still feeding humans, birds, and other animals, and they are the most delicious apples ever. And when it rains, my rain chains have been a wonderful addition to my rooftop where I don't have downspouts because the rain chains um, gather, the, the rain kind of drips from one cup to the other till it gets to the garden. 
so it doesn't cause a puddle or anything. And I love these rain chains. So um, in another another episode, I will investigate more trends and more data for you. But until then, I want to wish you, your family, friends, colleagues, a simply wonderful 2024 with gratitude for listening to me here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. I wish you lots of optimism for the future and uh, lots of lots of love and happy growing and happy gardening. So when we come back from break, we are going to give some ways to get better at saying no. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We'll be back soon. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world. Lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR. 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 And visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan. www.cynthiabryan.com. Are you a teenager with lots to say, but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program, Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel and join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com. You can express yourself follow voice america at facebook.com forward slash voice america for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts it's power time on star style be the star you are with your passion purpose and possibility producer cynthia bryant now, back to the power party. This business of show well, you're business listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style Be the Star You Are. And we are in a new year. We have new cheer. And we hopefully have new goals and optimism for the future. But something that we all need to learn to do is to say no to things that we really don't want to do while we are still saying yes to life and things that we want to do. There is a a very common function that occurs with those of us who are well-intentioned, but we 
when we're asked to do something very often, we really want to say no, but we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. So instead, we say yes, and then we regret it. Because no is a really deceptively short, simple word, and it can trigger so many layers of anxiety for the person trying to say it. Because we're, when we say no, what are we communicating? Are we communicating that we aren't a nice person or that we don't want to be helpful or that we're not a team player? What What is it that no is actually saying? And at the same time, when we say yes, when we really want to say no, we start stressing over how we're going to accomplish all this because we didn't want to offend anybody, but now we're going to have to say no to something that we really do want to do or have to put that on the back burner just to fit this new thing in. So it's a real conundrum for people. There are so many benefits, though, to say no, to learn to say no when you mean no. Because I know this firsthand, um, having been like president, vice president, secretary, treasurer, song leader, recreation leader, whatever it was for so many clubs and so many committees and always being the chairperson and in charge because I was always saying yes. But it was exhausting, absolutely exhausting. And it left little time. But what happens is the more I was saying yes to so many commitments, the more I was asked to be the chairperson of something else. You've probably heard the slogan, you know, when you want something done, give it to a busy person or ask a busy person. Well, that's probably pretty true because people who really have a lot on their plate have to be really organized. They're juggling a lot, but they tend to get a lot done. However, that doesn't leave any time for personal space, reflection, meditation, downtime, or just renewal that you need. So if you don't want to wind up being the person that is always asked over and over again, you have to learn to say no. Because saying yes to things you do not want to say yes to will lead to burnout. It can lead to issues with work-life balance. You can start feeling like you're really being taken advantage of and you kind of get a loss of yourself. And you get this feeling that you're not really appreciated. It's just the fact that you are really good at doing all of this stuff. And then if you have any hobbies or sports or, you know, family obligations or projects that you want to accomplish, you know, like say you want to redecorate your house or you want to make cushions or you want to uh, paint a picture or you want to garden or you, maybe you just want to, you know, dance in front of the mirror. You don't have time because you have said yes to something when you really wanted to say no. So here are some strategies that you can use and experts agree on these strategies that they work and they're going to help you be a little bit more relaxed and hopefully you'll be able to accomplish more and then you'll be able to say yes to the things that you want to say yes to, but you'll be definitely affirmed no when you don't want to do something. And one thing that I learned a long time ago, I wrote about it in my book, Be the Star You Are, 
99 gifts for a living, loving, laughing, and learning to make a difference. Because after writing Chicken Soup for the Gardener's Soul, and then working on the second book, um, I was just being asked when that when Chicken Soup for the Gardener's Soul came out, hit the best New York Times bestseller list, it was on it for like six months. I was asked to speak everywhere. The crazy thing was, is though, now, even though I was a professional speaker, um, and and a professional writer, and on the New York Times bestselling list, and had radio shows. Everybody wanted me to speak for free because they thought that heck, you know, you just probably want to promote your book, or um, now you're a bestseller. You should just do it for free. Well, that was exhausting, and it's when I had to learn to say no. Uh, I learned to say, this is my fee if you want me to speak. And I'm not doing, you know, I do X amount of pro bono work per year and my quota is up or whatever, you know, whatever it was. But no, N-O is a complete sentence. You don't have to give long explanations. In fact, if you do, you probably are going to feel worse about it. Just know that no is a complete sentence, but you can do it kindly. You can do it, you know, it's, it's, you want to convey the thought that you're still a good person. They're still a good person. It's just not something that you could do. So some, here are some things you could say. You could do a, a very short explanation. I wish I could, but I just don't have the time right now. I mean, that makes it clear that your no isn't a poor reflection of your own character because you would do it, right? It's not the other person because you appreciate that they asked you. And it's not an indictment of the relationship. I mean, it's sur simply circumstantial. You don't, you just don't have the time right now or it doesn't fit into your schedule. Another thing you can do if you tend to accidentally say yes whenever you're put on the spot, just find some ways to buy some time. And you could say like, well, let me think about it. I'll get back to you. One thing that I learned over the years is I don't make decisions on the spot. Even though I, um, I'm not a procrastinator, I make very quick decisions, but I've also learned to sleep on it. I don't know what it is if the little angels or the fairies come into my brain while I'm sleeping, but I'm always clearer in the morning after I've slept on it. And before I go to sleep, I think about the question that is at hand and how to solve the issue. And when I wake up, I'm usually really clear. So, you know, other things you could say is, let me check my calendar, I'll get back to you, or I'll shoot you an email. And that way you can just spend some time with yourself processing the request, making mindful decisions. And if you, if, if you don't want to do it, decline whatever format is going to be the best for you and be able to say no. The, the another thing is to be very matter of fact, because the way in which you say no is everything. Delivery is important. You don't want to over apologize or otherwise act as though you're doing something wrong because then you're sig signaling, um, you know, an emotion to the person like that 
gosh, you're feeling inferior. And if we single, if we um, show that it's no big deal and we'd like to help, but we can't, that sets the tone for a more neutral interaction. So one way to do it is um, to just, you know, to really go in deeply and just be truly honest. I'll give you an example. As everyone knows, I write gardening books. I'm a gardening coach and I write garden articles. Uh, so, and I love everything about the garden. So I spend a lot of time in the garden and I do have a beautiful garden. And every year I get multiple requests for tours uh, from garden clubs or, you know, all kinds of different clubs that they would like to have a day in the garden. Well, the truth is, is I don't have time for that. That is the absolute truth. I don't even, I have so many things on my plate. I don't have time to have family gatherings. And so if, when I do have time, I want to have my friends and family in the garden. Also, because I really like things to be just right whenever anyone is visiting, whether it's friends or family, I spend a lot of time in preparation and making things really look great. Again, I don't have the time to do this for garden clubs. So I'm very honest. Every time I get asked, um, I just tell them I have a policy. I do not do garden tours. I did one many years ago, 20 some years ago, I think when my first chicken soup book, uh, chicken soup for the gardener soul came out and, um, you know, it went lovely, but I was so exhausted from it. It was just exhausting. And I, I declared then and there, I was never going to do it again. So that's me. But a lot of people love to open their gardens or their homes for tours. So if I know someone who does like to do that, I'll always make a suggestion. I don't, you know, and I will say thank you for thinking of me. I appreciate it. I don't open my home or my garden for uh, any public tours or clubs, but I do know someone who does have a beautiful garden or a beautiful home and they really enjoy it. So then I could give a recommendation. So that's another way to say no and give an alternative for somebody else. The other thing is if someone is really pressuring you you can kind of act like a broken record. And all that means is you just stick to your answer. You just give the same answer again and again. Um, you can be very empathetic and polite, but it's important not to let your no evolve into a maybe or okay, just this once. And I have a lot of experience with that because when I do say no, for example, to these garden or home tours, I get, well, we're such a nice group and, you know, we're not going to bother you and it'll only be 20 people or 30 people or whatever it is. And we'll only be, and I just have to say, thank you so much, but the answer is still no. <laughs> so um, just remember, just be a broken record. And another quick tip, if it really, really is, uh, you know, hard for you to say no, is maybe carry something around with you or put a sticker on your computer or by your phone or maybe a photograph of your animal, your dog, your cat, your child, uh, your dancing partner, 
or some activity or person that you really want to spend time with, but you never have time to because you're busy working, you're volunteering or whatever it is. And so if you have this photo, when you get that call or that email, you will be instantly reminded that your answer is no. So you will not feel obligated to say yes. It's going to give you some strength. And you can just look at it and remember that if you say yes to whatever the request is that's coming in via email or um, phone or whatever, you're going to have to say no to something else. Uh, and that would be like that the photograph that you're looking at. It could be, you know, your daughter, as I said, your pet or your partner, whatever. So it when you start learning these techniques, it becomes a little easier to say no. Also, um, be clear on things that, you, places you do not want to go or visit and um, what you're going to say no to. For example, uh, as a speaker, um, I have spoken uh, on all kinds of venues all over the world. But there are some places that I feel like I've been there, done that, I do not want to go back. Um, and so when I'm invited to speak in these kinds of locations, my answer is, thank you very much, but um, that I'm not interested. And it really doesn't matter to me how much the money is or anything. I'm really, really clear on my values and what I want to do and how far I want to travel and what cities I am willing to visit, etc. So again, it's really empowering to be able to say no. So just remember my one line that no is a complete sentence. And if you need more tips on kind of navigating your life, you might want to pick up a copy of Be the Star You Are, 99 Gifts for Living, Loving, Laughing, and Learning to Make a Difference. It will uplift you and you'll get a lot of techniques on just how to create a life you love, you know, without giving in to all the things that you don't love. And you can find these at my website, uh, be, uh, what is my website? My website is cynthiabryan.com, but you can also go to the charity, be the star you are.org and order them from there. It doesn't matter either way, the money, I give the money to the charity. Um, so if you buy them from either be the star you are or from my website, the money will go to charity as a donation. Um, of course, you're welcome to buy it anywhere that the books are sold. They're sold in bookstores and online. Well, we'll have a business bite when we come back. And it's about reinventing yourself because it is a new year. Maybe it's time to renew, reinvent, and refresh. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. We'll be right back with a business bite. Change your world change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. In today's rapid pace of change, today's successful job may be outdated tomorrow. Your level of success in business will depend on your ability to adapt, transition, and reinvent yourself. 
it's important not to get stagnant and to greet change as an opportunity for growth. You will always be valuable for what you do best, but being able to modify your skills to meet the emphasis of a technological world will serve you best in the long haul. The age 65 retirement model will be abandoned by many employers in the future, and that means that an increasingly important criteria for hobbies and avocations of older people will be their potential to generate income. So your livelihood may depend on the reinvention of you. Be prepared, practice, and remember, you are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another Business Bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's Cynthia Bryan, Bryan with an I, dot com. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. Bethestarur.org. Dare to care. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryant. Now, back to the power party. Well, this is a party, but at the same time, we have to talk a little business. So... A lot of people change jobs um, at the beginning of the year, or they start having doctor's appointments or any kind, you know, they go to uh, gyms or uh, physical therapy or all different kinds of things where they might have to sign an agreement or a contract. But do you know what you're signing? You know, very often, like, You'll go to a doctor's office, for example, and the receptionist will give you a big sheaf of papers to fill out, uh, or you have to have your refrigerator repaired. And as the repairman's leaving, he gives you this agreement that you sign. And you know, you're, everybody's always in a in a hurry, so um, you're just asked to sign anything right away. But do you ever take time to read it? Because all of this reach, you know, this routine paperwork, it might seem no, like no big deal, but it really, really is. Because if you fill out forms and you sign your name, you could be kind of in trouble. You could weaken your rights to privacy. You could be giving up your legal rights. You could even be agreeing to prices and charges you never dreamed you'd have to pay. So... 
what should you do before you sign that new contract or that new agreement? And when can you decline to sign? So uh, this is information from several different legal professionals and what they say. Now, before I get into that, I just wanted to list one thing that I have always found very, very important. And that is, you know, you go to, uh, like, let's say the doctor's office or even a spa or any place where you're going to have to give your insurance, let's say, for example. And they ask, you know, they want your driver's license, they want your social security number. Be wary because do they really need all of that? Um, I don't put it down. I just, I don't put it down. I know with Screen Actors Guild, which is my acting union, they have told us on when we sign in for any casting or and on anything is that we only use our union number. We never use our social security number or our driver's license. So that's just one warning in this day and age of spam and scams and identity theft. Be very concerned about giving out all those things that they say are required. Now, physicians may indeed need your uh, date of birth because often that's how they file you is by date of birth and your name. But does that spa where you're going to go get a reflexology, do they need your date of birth? I don't think so. They also don't need your social security number or your um, driver's license. So just be careful of where you are putting your information. So the first thing that the experts all agree on is that it is really critical to understand the reason, the purpose that you have a form that you have to fill out. You need to get a better sense of how important it is and how attentive you need to be. And there are literally uh, four uh, categories of business paperwork that you're probably going to encounter most likely sometime this year. One could be a contract. Another could be a liability waiver. A third could be a disclosure form or an information form. So let's go over those four different um, business paperworks. So a contract is a binding agreement between two parties. And it usually involves an exchange of value. For example, you would agree to pay the refrigerator repair man, um, you know, X amount of dollars to repair your refrig your refrigerator. And there's probably some like 30 day guarantee. And then both sides have a responsibility and everything should be laid out in very clear language so you can understand it. In other words, you need to read it. The second one would be a liability waiver. And that's really close behind in importance. It's very important, actually, because it's usually part of a contract. And these liability waivers actually limit or sometimes eliminate your ability to make the other party compensate you for any adverse outcome from using the product or service. So what would be um, an example of that? might be that um, you get your refrigerator fixed. And what it says is that if it goes out, you know, with, within three days, you would just have to pay again. That could be one. 
or that they're not going to compensate you for the charge that has already been um, inc in, incurred. So you have to be careful of these liability waivers. Again, read carefully. The disclosure forms. Now, once you sign, these disclosure forms acknowledge that you received certain information and it's usually legally mandated, such as an advisor's possible conflict of interest or your legal rights in any particular transaction. And then the final type of paperwork is an information form. And these are usually requests from businesses for information about you. And they always say that this information is to help them help you better. And that would include those health assessments that doctors give or even a registration card for a new product. Now, you have to be willing to face some limited rights. Almost every contract you sign with a major corporation is going to require you to give up your right to sue in court. Instead, whether it's a nursing home, a car dealer, you know, cell phones, you're going to have to submit to a non-judicial binding arbitration. And there, there are exceptions, you know, mortgage lenders are prohibited from requiring arbitration. But contracts for companies big and small will also have clauses that limit their liability. So we really only have any kind of leeway to modify a, a contract normally with small businesses. So the more remote you are from dealing with an actual human who wrote the contract, the less likely it's going to be negotiable. Example of that is, you know, when you go online or you download new software uh, to your Mac or to your iPhone or whatever you're using, there's always this contract. Does anybody ever read it? I know I haven't read it. So I know that probably I've given up all my rights and probably all my privacy, but I don't know. I mean, it goes on for pages and pages. And of course they do that on purpose because they really know that nobody is going to read it and everybody wants to get to the end result quickly. We want to get to the click where we can access the website or access the app or whatever it is. So if you have to challenge a liability limit after the fact, you would have to go to court and then you would have to prove that the other party was guilty of gross negligence or willful misconduct. And of course, laws vary in state by state, but that is going to be a real tough one for you. So what should you do? You need to give yourself time to read contracts that you actually have any authority over, like when you go to the doctors or when you go to the dentist. Um, if you are giving paperwork before your appointment to fill out, that's actually a good opportunity to review the terms and to know what you are signing. These days with um, so much online and telehealth, et cetera, and a lot of, um, I guess, you know, medical facilities merging and stuff, a lot of them will send out these questionnaires ahead of time asking your history and all of that. And so you do have time to read what your liability is or what you're actually signing. And if you don't, like, let's say you're going to buy a car. 
Well, that's a big contract. So I would actually ask the automobile uh, dealer for a copy of the contract that you could review ahead of time and look it over before you sign or decide to buy that car because you could let a service representative rush you into signing a form and then um, you don't know what you're signing. And if it is not in writing, it is not in the contract. In other words, it doesn't exist. So if Mr. Smith told you that you're going to get a $500 rebate once you sign on the dotted line, that may not be true. If it is not in the contract, there that company or Mr. Smith is under no obligation so to give you that $500. So there's always a clause almost in every contract that says something like, this represents the entire agreement between the parties. And that means that all the stuff that the salespeople or the receptionist or the spa people or the refrigerator repair person told you uh, is unenforceable unless it's in writing. And, you know, like, a lot of people right now are joining gyms. A big, big thing for the new year is always to lose weight, get in shape. It's the number one thing that people want to do. And so a lot of gyms are saying, well, if you don't want to, you know, you can sign the contract for the next year, but within the first month, you can back out if you don't like it. Well, read it. Is it in the contract? Because if the salesperson just told you that and it's not in writing, then it doesn't exist. Now you can do a handwritten addition to any contract, any paperwork, as long as both parties sign and initial and date. So you can add something that's handwritten and that's why you wanna read it over. Now you always wanna um, double check that any contract or agreement reflects your actual agreement. If you agreed, to um, a contract to write four books and get an advance of $5,000 a book. But the contract just says you're gonna write four books. Again, if it's not in there and that $5,000 advance to write the book isn't in there, then it doesn't exist. So you really have to say that you are going, you really have to make sure. And especially if you're going to buy an expensive item like, you know, a vehicle or some big appliance where you are going to finance it. And it might give you some, you know, really low finance thing up front. And you believe that that's going to be your rate, that 3%, that 4% or whatever it is. And then you realize that within a month, it's gone up to 20%. If you received a contract ahead of time with the estimate, you'll be able to read it over carefully. And then when you get the final paperwork, you want to compare what you read and maybe even highlight what you read so that you know that you are getting apples for apples and that they want to match. And if something is different, then you would know where to look and you know what to say right away. And never, ever sign anything that you don't understand. If you are stumped by the language, 
ask for help. The people who gave you the contract cannot, cannot give you legal advice, but hopefully they can explain what the passage means. And like at a dentist's office, just ask the receptionist. And if they don't have an answer, perhaps they can refer you to somebody who will. But don't sign until you know. If there's nobody on site to answer your questions, tell the office that you don't feel comfortable signing and that you will um, get back to them as soon as you understand what you're signing. And again, as I said at the top of this segment, is be stingy with your information um, and a part of the disclosure. If you're asked to provide information, you'd rather not give out that social security number, phone number, or even email. You can feel free to challenge or just simply ignore it. I just ignore it. And unless a contract demands it, you're likely to have no legal responsibility to provide info to a business or service provider. Um, and if you're not really sure, again, ask, why do you need this? And then the last thing I just want to say about contracts is know when to walk away. Um, when you should walk away, if you feel the terms aren't fair and aren't negotiable, the other party won't put into writing what was verbally agreed to, the contract includes something you did not agree to or weren't made aware of, or there's really ambiguous terminology that you can't clarify, because if it doesn't feel right, you don't have to sign. Use your gut, your common sense, because that is going to clarify your actions and you want to be protected. Well, that is our show for today. Thank you for sharing the first day of uh, the new year on the radio with me. Make sure you're tuned in to Star Style, Be the Star You Are every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. and to Express Yourself Teen Radio Sundays at 3. For more information about Star Style Productions, visit CynthiaBryan.com. To get involved with Be The Star You Are charity, make a donation, or just find out how to volunteer or what we do, visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate you. I want you to see beyond your physical being, know you already are the star you dreamed of becoming, and I hope that you will start reading a book a week starting this year. Make that a goal. And until we celebrate next week here on the Star Style Playground, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles keep us happy. I'm Cynthia Bryan for Star Style, thanking you and encouraging you to be the star you are. Be your unapologetically authentic self. Make this a wonderful year. I wish you peace, health, happiness, and prosperity. Thanks for joining me. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. 
For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.